So it's a Wednesday, the 26th of June, and day six at the Africa Cup of Nations 2019. This is Egyptian Dream, our podcast focusing on AFCON 2019, brought to you by the team at Planet Sport Football Africa for Passion for Sport. I'm Adrian Barnard, and here today we'll be looking back at last night's fixtures in Group F that saw defending champions Cameroon take on Guinea-Bissau and 2019 hopefuls Ghana taking on Benin. And we'll also be hearing your thoughts on the tournament so far. Steve Vickers is on hand in Alexandria to answer your questions, and there'll be another chance to hear Steve's question for you. Journalist Ida Waringa in Nairobi will be joining us shortly to share her thoughts on yesterday's games. But first, we had a question from Stanley in Ghana, who was surprised to see Sadio Mane missing from Senegal's team for their first game against Tanzania. And Stanley was asking if he'll be playing in their next game. So let's cross now to Steve Vickers in Alexandria. And Steve, you've got the answer there. Uh, While Stanley, Sadio Mane was suspended for that game. The regulations are that uh, if you pick up two yellow cards in qualifying, you miss a game. If you happen to get that second yellow card in the last qualifier, uh, it is carried through to the finals themselves. So a bit tough that for Mane. But uh, if you look at how Senegal won so impressively against Tanzania without him, I think they're going to be a major force here in Egypt. Yes, so there's no question of any injury worries for Sadio Mane. He was out through suspension, but we fully expect to see him back as the Taranga Lions take on the Desert Foxes of Algeria in Cairo on Thursday. Well, thanks for that, Steve. Uh, Stay with us. And welcome now to Ida Waringa, who joins us now from Nairobi to look back at yesterday's games. Well, it's been a long wait for the defending champions Cameroon since the tournament kicked off last Friday as they bid to retain the title they won two years ago, with most of the other teams having one game under their belts already. Now, behind the scenes, the indomitable Lions' preparations have been hit by talks of strikes and disagreements over bonus payments, hardly the best way to prepare for defending a continental title. So, Ida, did you see any evidence in their opening Group F game against Guinea-Bissau on Tuesday that Cameroon have been able to put their off-field issues aside and they're going to pose a threat at this year's competition. No signs of their off-pitch issues in their game, Adrian. I think the best way to describe Cameroon is a tournament team. The big stage seems to be their thing, and somehow, some way, they get it done. 2017 was much of the same when no one really gave them a shot, yet they went on to win it despite several big names not even there. And the row over payments wasn't the only unfortunate thing to hit camp prior to kickoff. Cameroon forward Joel Taguéu was forced to withdraw from the squad ahead of their opening game due to an irregular heart condition. Then all the skepticism over coach Clarence Erdoff, who many were doubting and maybe still are. Some think he's disconnected from the African game, plus his failed stints in Italy, China and Spain prior to Cameroon just didn't do much for confidence. This nation's cup could really be a chance for Serdov to get some redemption. The lineup included four starters from the 2017 final, centre-backs Michael Ngadeu and Ambrose Oyongo, midfielder Armoud Joum and forward Christian Basogog. And I think this was a good blend from the coach, just the right amount of tournament-experienced players plus new talent to give an Afghan opener. 
The game itself was a bit slow, and especially in the first half, and I think the indomitable Lions used it to ease themselves into the tournament. But on the flip side, such a game, Adrian, could really be the only opportunity they'll get to rev up the engine, so to speak, with the likes of Basogog and Angisa missing good chances. Now, in a game against Ghana, for example, they might not get too many opportunities to get it right, so I think they have to get more clinical in their finishing. But with that said, the goals from Yaya Banana and Stefan Bahoken inside three minutes were enough, and sometimes that's all that really matters. And with Bahoken scoring two minutes after coming off the bench, I'm sure it must have been a good feeling for the coach to see that he does have players who can get into a game and add to it. Opponents will have noticed some defensive lapses which Guinea-Bissau failed to exploit, but you could see why Cameroon are five-time champions. Plus, it's always a good thing to start a title defence with a win. Yes, Ida, a win is a win. And uh, hey, every coach just loves it when they put on a substitute who then goes on and scores within a few minutes. Brilliant, isn't it? And a word on Guinea-Bissau. Now, they didn't have the best preparations either, losing a warm-up game to Angola 2-0 earlier this month. How do you assess their chances of reaching the round of 16? Considering the stunning draw we saw between Ghana and Benin, the group is actually looking very open for now. So despite Guinea-Bissau's opening loss to Cameroon, the tide might well change. I think Bissau did well to contain the indomitable Lions in the first half, and I know it was aided by what we talked about earlier as Cameroon's lack of finishing, but it was still a decent performance. However, two things I noticed about Guinea-Bissau. They got rattled by that first goal and then lost steam as a result. Now, they have to learn to keep going and that one of the best things of football is the comeback. And it doesn't matter if you're the underdog or not. I mean, look at Tunisia versus Angola. Look at Guinea versus Madagascar. And teams such as Ghana can't really exploit that about Bissau when they face off. This is their second Nations Cup and first back-to-back showing at the Continental Showpiece. So that's also a huge achievement and definitely a positive. Well, also in Group F yesterday, we had the four-time champions Ghana meeting Benin, who are making just their fourth appearance at the finals. Now, the Black Stars do have those four titles, but the most recent was way back in 1982. So, on the back of yesterday's showing, Ida, do you think they have a realistic chance of winning what would be their first title in 37 years? It's been a constant case of so near yet so far for the Black Stars, Adrian. And yes, as you've said there, the last time they won the title was 37 years ago, but they have been getting pretty close and then losing out close to the finish line. They actually haven't finished in a position less than fourth in the last six editions, losing the finals in 2010 and then in 2015. Now about the match versus Benin, the game started on a high and didn't disappoint fast-paced goals and controversy just what the neutral watching would have wanted and dare i say the most interesting match of the nation's cup so far but back to the black stars and i think the au brothers put in a shift and a half versus the squirrels and must have been disappointed not to get out with a win now what i'm about to say is arguable to some adrian but i do feel that at times there tends to be an over-reliance on the au brothers 
We saw it time and time again on the pitch. Andre pulling one back after Benin shocked them with a second-minute goal. And then that beautiful setup for Jordan's goal just before halftime. And wow, what a turn from the younger brother to then make that strike. But the brothers can't do everything themselves. We've seen what can happen on the occasions that they're not in the team. Case in point, that shock loss to Kenya in the qualifiers. The long and short of it is that the team has to come together. That second yellow that got John Boye sent off for time-wasting was definitely another fiery moment of the game. Coach Kwesi Apia will feel hard done since that was a huge changing point of the match that then enabled Benin to use their numerical advantage. But it goes back to what we've been saying here, Adrian, that the underdogs have really come out strongly in this first round of games. No underdogs in the Black Stars next game, however. It will be a case of two African giants facing off when they take on group toppers Cameroon. And that's the kind of game that just doesn't give room for mistakes, and especially in Ghana's case. Well, that's a mouthwatering game, isn't it? Ghana against Cameroon, and they meet in Ismailia on Saturday. Now, the new format this year opens the door for the four best third-place teams from the six groups to reach the round of 16. So after that first game for the Squirrels, can you see them reaching the second round stage for the first time in their history? It would be amazing for them, wouldn't it? Benin were relentless, and I think that whether one is a fan or not, it's definitely something to respect. The Squirrels were constantly at Ghana and really could have won it at the death. Veteran striker Michael Porte with a double there, showing that sometimes experience can be the difference on the big stage. 34-year-old Porte scored 16 goals in 33 league appearances for his Turkish club Adana Demirspor last season, and his prolific form seems to have transitioned to the Nations Cup. By how things are looking, he could be the team's key player in the tournament. Holders Cameroon might well walk away with this group, but the fight for second place is now set up very nicely. And if Benin's never-say-die attitude continues, and maybe they nick points from Cameroon as well and then go ahead and beat Guinea-Bissau, those would be five points and they would stand a realistic shot. Well, that would be great for them, wouldn't it? Reaching the round of 16 in just their fourth appearance at the finals. Well, thanks very much, uh, Ida, and we'll look forward to hearing more from you on Friday. Well, now I'd like to introduce my colleague Liam Flint, who will be taking over the reins on Egyptian Dream from tomorrow. Uh, So welcome along, Liam. Now, you already know a fair bit about uh, podcasts as producer of the Planet Sport Rugby podcast, uh, all about uh, African rugby. And uh, it's a little known fact that uh, rugby is a continent's fastest growing sport. So anyway, what will you have for us tomorrow in Egyptian Dream? Yes, thanks, Adrian. So there's lots coming up tomorrow. We'll be hearing more from Steve, who, of course, is live in Cairo, bringing us all the sights and sounds of what he's seeing out there. Plus, we'll be getting comments from the listeners, finding out what you want to see and how your team is getting on. And we'll also be bringing in Solomon once again to look at tonight's fixtures. And we'll be reviewing those tomorrow as well. So lots to look forward to, hopefully. Yes, and this weekend, Liam, you head out to Egypt with reporter Tom Ellis. What are you hoping to bring us on Egyptian Dream while you're there? 
Well, Adrian, I think we're just trying to bring some perspective from a slightly different point of view. We really want to illustrate all of the amazing work that's going on out in Cairo. We'll be bringing you some of the latest football reports. We'll be hopefully speaking to many of the players there, but also looking in the community, what people are doing around the event and just getting the the sights and sounds of Cairo because it's such an amazing city to visit. Well, absolutely. So that's something to look forward to next week. And uh, we'll look forward to you on uh, Egyptian Dream tomorrow. Liam, for now, thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, then. Now, thanks for keeping your comments and questions flowing in here on Egyptian Dreams. Always good to hear from you. So let's turn now to your comments. And first, we go to Tebi Otieno in Kenya. So far, I've been impressed with Uganda, says Tebby. Their 2-0 win on Saturday over DRC kind of gave me hope, especially as their win came a day before the Harambi Stars faced Algeria. To me, this was a motivation factor for East African teams participating in the ongoing AFCON. I predict a win for Uganda in their match on Wednesday against Zimbabwe. And now with Kenya and Tanzania losing their first games, it's left me waiting for their match when they play each other on Thursday. And if it ends as a draw, well, that would be fine. However, I'd love the Harambi Stars to win that match, since 2019 is a great opportunity for them, considering they've been out of AFCON for 15 years. I predict the Harambi Stars will win 1-0. Well, thanks for that, Tebby. Yes, it should be a fascinating game between those two neighbours for the neutral observer, too. And now the Cranes have also caught the eye of Kunda Francis Piri in Zambia. Uganda's impressed me, says Kunda. The tournament isn't bad so far, but let's let everyone play their first group games first, and then we'll be able to assess how they're getting on properly. Well, uh, that stage was indeed reached after Wednesday's Group F games last night, Kunda, so now we've had the chance to see each team in action once. Uh, To the Gambia now. Abu Tejan Jallo says, I'm enjoying AFCON 2019, and the team that's impressed me most so far is Mali, due to their scoring prowess. And Abiyomi Ona in Nigeria agrees. I'm enjoying the tournament so far, says Abiyomi, and the team that's impressed me most is Mali. Yes, that was an impressive 4-1 win over newcomers Mauritania in their opening game to get their campaign underway. And next up here, it's Blessings Nairenda in Malawi. I'm enjoying AFCON 2019, says Blessings. The teams are impressing me a lot, especially Egypt. Mo Salah is showing maturity indeed. And now, yesterday we had that dramatic 2 all draw between Ghana and Benin, and Andrew in Ireland says... Best game so far by miles. The tournament's been a bit sleepy so far, but it's exploded into life thanks to Ghana and Benin. Well, let's head now to Nigeria, where Obina agrees with Andrew. The tournament's not been so intriguing so far, although it's just the first round of games. I expect more from the big teams. Senegal and Mali have impressed me so far. The way they took Tanzania and Mauritania respectively to the cleaners amazed me. Egypt and Nigeria have both struggled to win, but nevertheless, a win is a win. I know it will get better with time, says Abina. And finally for now, Henry Kaakwa in Uganda says, Hello, I'm enjoying the games, and Uganda's Cranes is the best. But we still have the challenge that only a few people are watching the games. Yes, that's true, Henry, and in yesterday's edition of Egyptian Dream, Steve Vickers in Alexandria addressed that very point. So if you missed it, you can find it still on this audio platform. 
Now, to contact us, you can get in touch on WhatsApp, and the number is plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero for all your comments on the competition as it unfolds and your questions too to send to Steve and from next week to Liam and Tom out there in Egypt and uh, we'll be giving you that number again a little bit later on but first do you remember yesterday if you're listening to the podcast Steve had a question for you here it is again Okay, here's a question for you then. So who am I talking about here? He's a former English Premier League player. Indeed, he used to play for Chelsea. He's currently without a club and he's bounced back to his national team here as captain. So who am I talking about? Former English Premier League player. He played for Chelsea. Uh, Currently, though, he's unattached and he's bounced back to his national team as captain. So who's that? So if you know the answer to that, uh, get in touch with us. And here's that number again on WhatsApp, plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And that's the number two for all of your questions and comments on AFCON. And we'll feed as many of them as we possibly can into Egyptian Dream. And uh, that's about it for today. Three important games coming up. Nigeria against Guinea in Group B. And then Egypt against DRC and Uganda against Zimbabwe. That's in Group A. We'll have Solomon Izanga Shams back with us tomorrow, giving us his thoughts on those fixtures and how the groups are panning out. But for now, that's just about all we've got time for. I'd like to say thanks to reporter Ida Waringa in Nairobi, and to Steve Vickers in Alexandria, and to my colleague Liam Flint, who will be holding the reins here on Egyptian Dream from tomorrow. But for me, Adrian Barnard, and from all the team here for today, thank you very much indeed for listening. This has been Egyptian Dream from Planet Sport Football Africa, which is a production of Passion for Sport.